0: How's everyone doing? Woo, Are you having a good night? Uh, How awesome have these nights been? Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Hey, um, so my name's Pania and I'm doing Holy Week Night 5 about the planting. And I um, struggled to cram it all in, so I've stripped it back. So, put your seatbelts on. We're going for a ride. (laughs) So, we've had a week here. We've had Holy Night 1, where we spent time in the void. And Holy Night 2, we learned that God has a clear plan for our lives, even though oftentimes we are the last people to know that. (laughs) On night 3 we've not only been intentionally created, but also made full of potential. And last night, we learnt about preparation, that it takes time and patience. Probably one of the least favourite words that we have. Especially when it can look like nothing, like Zahn was saying last night. Fields and fields of nothing but dirt. But the reality of this is actually good. But nothing can happen, nothing can grow without seed. God has a habit and just loves to take something tiny and grow it into something large. He desires us to grow and be fruitful. Psalm 1 verses 1 to 3 What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways. He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. It's a challenging scripture because sometimes our life doesn't look like that. But I'm a bit of a, um, I've become a bit of an indoor plant lady in my older years. And um, I could never grow them in my 20s and 30s. They just would die. Um, however, I've become quite a lover of indoor plants. And the only thing I hate about them, and I get frustrated, is that when you go to the plant shop, they have a fully grown plant with a version of the plant that there is that you want to have. And it looks. The foliage on it is amazing. It's large, some of, it, some of it has flowers already, it's like all the hard work is done, but my budget just never stretches that far. So I have to buy the small plant in seedling form, usually. <laughs> and I have to wait, like Zan said, patiently for that thing to grow. I don't know if you've ever tried growing something from seed form, but I've propagated plants from a leaf and I got given a plant leaf maybe about three and a half years ago and now I have a plant from that leaf but there was nothing I could have done to accelerate that process to put it in the soil with some special potion that was going to make a plant form overnight it takes time We can be the same. We can look at other people, look at the blessing of God on their life and go, man, I want, I want that. And that in and of itself is not a bad thing. I've got plenty of people who I look up to, who I desire to have what they have in their lives to operate in the giftings that they do. But the problem with that is we can compare and we can get frustrated in the season that we're in, again, like Zahn was saying last night, and then we start to be get disconnected about actually where we are and what God is doing in our life at this time for this season. <laughs> you see, we haven't been planted in that soil with them at that time. That person more than likely has been planted in the soil of you know, their Christian journey with the Lord for 20 plus years. And some of us are just starting our journey. Some of us keep digging up our journey. (laughs) No one here. But we need to acknowledge that they've cultivated their lives the soil that they're in, what they surround themselves in, the decisions they've made, the dreams they've fulfilled, and the dreams they've let go. And no matter how hard we try and skip, fast forward, it just doesn't. Why? Because preparation takes patience and planting takes time. And it's so important that we just begin to appreciate the story of our journey, the story of our planting. For seeds to grow, they actually require it to be planted, buried in the deep darkness of the soil. Cynthia Sally, she said, for a seed to achieve its greatest expression, it must come completely undone. The shell cracks, its insides come out, and everything changes. To someone who doesn't understand growth, it would look like complete destruction. And honestly, at times when that is our lives, it feels like complete destruction. But don't forget in the darkest of nights what God promised you in the light of day. Hold fast to his promise for you. It is so tempting to want to pull out that seed, check it, have a look at it, you know, knock, like, hello, is anything happening in there? But trust me, If God has planted that seed, the seed is good. You don't even need to question it. Leave the seed planted in the deep of darkness. And Psalm 62 verse 5 says, Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in Him. Now the dictionary definition of hope is to feel that something desired may happen. The Hebrew word in this context for the word hope is yakal, which means trust, trusting in the Lord. To have hope is to have trust. We need to choose to trust that this magnificent creator who has fashioned and formed us according to Psalm 139 knows what he's doing. It's easy to trust when faith isn't actually required But what about when we have unfulfilled expectations or promises? Genuine wrongdoings against us? Hardship in any life situation? This is when faith is activated. We need to be people who can trust God at his word, not just to believe the old one-eye open stance, like, is God doing something? But... Stand with absolute conviction and confidence that he who is promised is faithful. Now God gave us the greatest seed planting of all time. We're going to stand and we're just going to read through the scripture together. And we have communion that's just on the sides of the stage. You can feel free at any moment to partake of the emblems. But this is Matthew 27, verse 45 to 56. And if you will, I just want you to take a moment to close your eyes and just think about these words. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema me which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. At that moment, The curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two. From top to bottom, the earth shook. Rocks split apart and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many people. The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said, this man truly was the Son of God. And many women who had come from Galilee with Jesus to care for him were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of John and James, the sons of Zebedee see Jesus was the ultimate seed that got planted that way we may be now grafted into the vineyard of the master so as we are being planted let's not be afraid in that place of planting but let's trust god trust him with expectation that he is about to do something unimaginably amazing So Jesus, in this story, is now dead. He is in the tomb. Is all hope lost? We already know the answer. But planted in the tomb, let's continue our journey on Easter Sunday with the gardener.